Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. I'm BT, here with my favorite co-host, Uncle Johnny Warner, and our favorite pundit, that's right, Barry. Oh, my God. A pundit. Pundit. Oh. Barry Herbert. How's it, guys? How's it, man? Mile high, Safa. How you been? How you living? I'm doing well, boys. It's great to be back on Rugby Pick'em, my favorite rugby podcast in Denver. Definitely. Now, last year, we were extremely ambitious and recorded every week, and life moves on. So this is our second recording. And, John, let's start off with the state of the rugby union. Yeah, we're seeing the Sevens boys competing for... The title, the World Series title, two points behind Fiji right now, but going into Paris, and it'll be sweet to see U.S. versus Fiji in the final. Honestly, like that, that would really oh, just our boys are on the freaking on doorstep right, right now, finishing out what will be forever remembered as a truly historic season. I mean, we qualified for the Olympics. It's now the final week. We've already qualified for 2020 Tokyo. I'm booking my flight. Hats off to the entire core squad. Obviously, our favorites. Uh, extremely biased by our club colors, Ben Pinkelman and Kayvon Williams. Kayvon's always welcome back on the show after his great interview he did for us. Uh, but Danny Barrett, Falanua, Marty Asefo, Matai Uita, Stephen Thomasine, Matty Hughes. Um, John, who are some of the other fringe players that have made an impact this year? Because depth is what makes you compete every single week. Yeah, and we've really had a, uh, kind of an issue with depth and using our depth. I think... Uh, this is the best that we've performed, and we've started, like Friday, started to trust the depth a little bit, but we kind of go with our core, like, nine, and uh, have have just started bleeding in some of the uh, fringe players a little bit. Uh, yeah, Boyer, Matina, Malin, Aljabori, but Barry, we're forgetting what I consider two transformative players that, that have forever changed the wing position to a track-running burner mentality, Perry Baker and Carla Niles. We're stacked, baby. You are. You are. You've got two really uh, amazing players there. But um, did I see Perry back this weekend? Yeah, Perry's I, back. And, I, and did, I did. I did. Didn't I? Yeah. I thought that, you know he was. Uh, he scored a terrific, uh, another terrific try. Doesn't seem to have lost any of his gas. Yeah, that's. You don't know when you're coming back from an injury. You, he's been able to run, obviously, but when you're coming back from a knock. Uh, like he took to the jaw. Yeah. It can really shake, and you could be a little, you can shake it, you could be a little hesitant. He wasn't hesitant. He kind of took some gaps, mm. played aggressively. Uh, amazing to see. He played, he made some plays that, you know, looked exactly like the best player on the world series circuit. So that's huge. Danny Barrett having him back, he brings that physicality, kind of like opens up the space for everybody else. So a well rounded team. Kayvon Williams has been. Really backing himself lately, I think with in and out, know, yeah, with 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 Perry's kind of uh, 
you know, hiatus, the next man up, and Kayvon has been, a- been able to take it to the line, uh, be a little aggressive, back himself, and uh, he's got great acceleration. So, you know, A to B, he's just amazing um, acceleration. So it's good to see and really just well-rounded all the way. I'll tell you what, that guy, Pinkleman, he works so damn hard in the rocks. Hard. He just works. Johnny's not as good of a paintball player as he is a rugby player, though. Yeah, yeah, he got pinged. Actually, he got me a couple times in the paintball course, but uh, <laughs> his bravery doesn't suit him well on the paintball he's, course. He's kind of nice. He's a nice guy. He's just <laughs> such a nice kid. that you know. USA rugby fans, it's okay. We won't call you front runners. Get out. Support your USA Sevens Eagles because it's yeah. the best year in the history of our Sevens. Just one little uh, footnote on that. I was lucky enough to uh, to actually be at the Cape Town Sevens uh, earlier this year. So I saw the beginning of this uh, you know, rejuvenation of this uh, US. Uh, well, it's Eagles been a sevens. slow build. It, uh, yeah, it has. I mean, they've been threatening for a few seasons now, but 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 what we saw in Cape Town was amazing. You know, I I, I sit on um, another rugby show. Oh no, uh, we plug Matt one. McCarthy's show. Oh, okay, we do. I'm Matt McCarthy, rugby wrap up, and this is rugby pickup. Okay, Matt, yeah, on, yeah. On, on that's Matt the, the only show. Legends. Matt's the so goat. <laughs> we plug the shit out of it. All right, so rugby wrap. Rugby so, wrap up. so we did a. Uh, I did a little feature for rugby wrap up when I was out there, and I had a, an amazing brief at the stadium. Go and get content for us. So I did, and it was great. <laughs> it was solid, man. And it was fun, man. I, I ran into Percy down there, but 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 what we saw on the field and in the stadium that uh, over that weekend was was amazing for 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 the Eagles. Firstly, you know, uh, they played the best rugby out of all the teams in the pools. On the Saturday, on the first day, and this was a, now this is back in uh, December. Um, so this was the beginning of a team that was really starting to announce itself, and they've continued to do that, you know, right through the season. And 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 so I think that this team not only is a shot to 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 go to number one at the end of this year, uh, but I think they're a really good shot for Olympic gold next year as well. Uh, gold, small Tokyo gold. gold. I did say it. Uh, I do think so. I, I, you know, they've got it. They've got all their bases covered. Um, yeah, we talk about two two really amazing finishers, super fast wingers. You're going to yeah. need one or two more. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you cannot rely simply. You need it's depth in the squad. Depth, depth and, is and, the key. But yeah, gold. How, what a, what yeah, an exciting thing to go after. Pro- it's a reality and it's a prospect and people must start believing because it can happen. This is a good enough team. Um, I saw a, a, a South African, partisan South African, 60, 65,000 people get behind this team just because of the way they were playing back then. So Sevens is crazy, man. They're, they're winning fans around Matt, the world, yeah, and, and it's great because of who they are and how they play. And, and, and hats off to Mike Friday and to absolutely everybody involved with this phenomenal run and long may it continue. It's great for, for rugby in this country and around the world. To May, hey, hold it. We'll, we'll give Friday credit, you know, when he delivers. <laughs> I think he's delivered already, mate. <laughs> I think he's the most successful Simmons coach in the history of uh, yeah. of rugby in this country. So, yeah. But yeah, we love Steve our Barbos. We love is, our Barbos is, is, on the is, is gonna is going gonna, is gonna to be next, but uh, definitely this guy's done something amazing there. John, year two of the MLR. Smashing success. More to come in the bulk of our show, but for right now, let's just say five teams locked down to only four playoff spots. It's extremely exciting. We got three new teams coming next year. Uh, it was also recently said that Columbus is potentially coming in 2021. Rugby unions around the world are frothing, mate, frothing to get in on the action with an investment. Johnny, has it been a net, net positive? Yeah, I think the growth, again, what's the EBITDA? <laughs> we got to see 
spots in the seats continue, but uh, if he, if we can if continue to add more teams than we lose, that's positive. The both of the Texas teams say they're coming back for a second season. Again, that is a win, just not contracting uh, the league. And then the teams that are coming into the league, we'll see what the rosters look like, but um, I think could add a lot. I think the fact that Toronto's successful is good because we want to attract Canada. We want Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver market. Eh? Possibly. A, 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 that, that <laughs> I'm just there's saying some strong rugby. Six. Yeah, there's, ah. there's some strong rugby for sure in Alberta. I think they would they would be more wait and see. And there's some money in Calgary. So I think that that's, that's a good potential. But Vancouver has to be a good target. Toronto is has been, I think, a really solid uh, all-around team. And it's all, you know, the, squad. mostly homegrown guys. We'll hop right? into so it later. It's great to see. But on the whole, the whole league, I mean, we saw pro rugby. We know what a shit show looks like. This is having a nice slow build. Mm. Barry, thoughts? Well, I think one of the one of my big gripes, and I'm not going to go Oh, no, no, we much. need a gripe. Oh, we need a gripe. We again need a gripe. All right, then we I'll, must have a gripe. All right, then I'll continue with my long-threaded gripe about the lack of facilities. So, huge tip of the hat to Houston. Because I want to talk about Houston, we want to talk. We all want to talk yeah. about Houston because we're so impressed with what's happened, um, uh, and it's been a great turnaround. And it's unfortunate for the the previous coach, Justin. It, it, you know, he had a, a, a very difficult run, but Paul Merrick has come in and he's done an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer down there, Manchester United, and for the, those of you who watch a little bit of the English Premiership. You know, Jose Mourinho going out, not the Justin Fitzpatrick's Jose Mourinho, but he's the established coach. He's been around the block. He goes out, new coach comes in, and look at that. Everything just turns around. Yeah. Coupled with that, and, and actually my main point is, is the timing of everything and then the opening of the stadium, which I think yeah. is absolutely crucial. Amazing. Congratulations to Houston on that. Um, you've already had a victory on your home on your home patch. Is that I think you lost the, they lost their first one at home. They had a game cancelled as well. So, you know, a bit of a death script. Well, they won last night. Well, they won last night. The makeup of Glendale. But there you go. They're hot. They're hot. Houston's a hot stock. They've they've christened their home ground. You know, it's up. It's a dedicated rugby facility. They own it. And I think this is a huge step in the right That's massive. I mean, and the standard is going to be kind of hit or miss across different markets because obviously in New York City, you know, it's freaking tough, and I, I nobody's to, buying land and building. Them. Yeah, no, I, I thought Central Park might be a great place to do it. Uh, what do I know about real estate in New York? Yeah, right? try getting on there. They, they, <laughs> the uh, actually, they do play rugby on Central Park. Yeah. once a year, as far as I know, and it is the <laughs> it is a legendary rugby match between the NYPD and the NYFD, the fire department, the fire, the fire versus the police department have a long standing rugby match. They actually play nice. in, in nice. Central Park and that's just a slobber knocker, but go uh, fucking get a cat in a tree. There's no fighting in that one. I played uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, yeah, no, come on. Yeah, no, come on. Departed. <laughs> the the one second rugby scene. <laughs> I, I got to play touch rugby on the National Mall in DC where they played touch every Saturday, which was phenomenal. And I nice. guess they used to Brendan, you were telling me you used to oh, play games on the National Blossom. Mall. Yeah, Cherry the Blossom. Cherry Blossom Festival. Tournament. When I was in high school, I was lucky enough to play for uh, a team that went down there once a year. And that was my first experience of true tournament rugby. Um where you just kind of hang around with your friends all day and create stupid little games where you yeah. kick the ball and this and that and waste time. Right. And uh, yeah, it's right there on the National Monument. They don't play on those fields anymore. Yeah, they don't. And it, again, like location, again, these pie in the sky, but location is so huge for these games. So in 
talked to some people that went to New York to watch some games, and they've got a legit setup. It's a baseball stadium, right, and it's out near Coney Island, so it's a little difficult to get to, but and it can be a little chilly, a little cold, but you're, you're not going to find it. In New York and in Toronto, that's the other deal with Toronto. They've been doing really well, but they're playing on a football field, mm-hmm. you know, an American football field, and... I, I just don't see Toronto shifting from turf, though. It doesn't make financial yeah. sense to try yeah, and have a nice grass, tough. rugby field. Well, yeah. Toronto. They won't be able to play any home games yeah. January, February, so, really. Stick with anywhere. the turf. They'll have to probably... Because they're hot. Hold on a second. Now that we're onto the turf subject, um, <laughs> yeah. there's a big player-player backlash against the turf in For Europe sure. in Europe right now. For sure. A lot of players are starting to say, sorry, guys, can't handle these grass burns. Um, you know, these guys are professionals, and yes, they're tough as teeth, but, you know. There was a class action these- lawsuit in, in soccer, um, in women's soccer, uh, oh, a few years ago, like maybe five years ago. But just the, the research about uh, injuries on turf, on turf grass, has no. started. Yeah, now there's actually a data set. There's enough years of data. Uh, to really point toward you know the type of injuries that you get on on the turf because it doesn't have the give that grass does right if you put pressure on it yeah. and grass will give the turf yeah. the, the 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 sod will give this may be huge clickbait but I did read that you can actually end up swallowing enough of the rubber that some <laughs> kids I swear to God this isn't funny because it's kids getting cancer but young oh, no. kids who have played goalie yeah. from year one diving constantly and putting getting in their mouth and yeah. ears. Like, there's been a link to cancer. So, well, turf is bad, but as a business pellets, owner, yeah. I get it. I get it. It makes sense. So, what is, this, I mean, what is the solution here, guys? Because I don't even I, know where we're going. But you know, facilities. I think, I think it seems to me that facilities and clubs, I mean, I think the Saracens and there's several others in the Premiership right now they, uh, that are playing and have converted fully to, uh, to turf fields. That's it. They're not going back. And um, I the, think the rugby, quality of rugby, that what I've seen being played on turf versus grass, the rugby is incredibly sterile on turf. It's harder sterile. to step a guy on it's turf. Much harder to step a guy. The ball bounce is nice and even. Yeah. Um, there's something I don't know exactly what it is. So but people uh, are too. They're too keen. It's almost they're too, too clinical. It's, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's too clinical. It's so very where, clinical rugby on, on turf yeah, versus yeah. grass. There, where there's, there's a, a little bit of slip there's and slide. A pl- there's a plus minus to that. I, I I'm more of a purist myself, but what where we're going is just what people are. This is what humans do. We try to over-engineer our situation, right? Yeah. So we think that we're smarter than we actually are. So the the solution that we are coming up with to uh, fulfill our own like destiny that we're writing is to make the technology better. So yeah. to try to so like the turf that they installed in outside of Glendale's stadium at Infinity yes. Park, that is a newer turf. So the technology is advancing to make the turf look feel respond more like, like grass. grass that's the solution. but it's only going to ever get so close you cannot recreate with yeah. just the, the the nature the of nature the of substance it, yeah. cannot recreate the 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 dynamics of what grass yeah. can do so there's only so far you can take that but that's what that's what people are trending toward well yeah. cheers to austin for getting a, or check that cheers to houston for getting a absolutely facility. someone signed a big check barry uh, it's about time and and, and great they, they, they did talk about this for quite a while i mean this yeah. was always in the in the well they launched and it and it got torn up week one because yeah, they yeah. rushed it but you know yeah. so anyway, all we remember is the really nice they have a facility i hope they've got a nice bar down there i look forward to visiting one so day. who's peaking at the right time so john we're gonna get to mlr but we're still actually in our state of the rugby union club sevens is in right now 
No, check that. There's going to be a good month until that kicks up. But I actually am personally feeling a little seven type. Uh, I've done a foolish thing in volunteering to step into uh, the gargantuan shoes of a one Howard Kent as the Denver Barbarians team manager as Howard adjusts to his new role as head of Club Sevens. Um, yeah, it doesn't start till a good month, John, but, you know, I'm feeling a little hype. Also, the finals are in Pittsburgh, and that's stupid. We can do better, USA Rugby. But, side note. Sweet, cool. You done talking about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> John, let's get into the MLR, the knotted table. Let's start at the bottom. We got to talk about Austin. Yeah. Is it going to be an O for season? There, there's obviously like worse things um, than losing all your games. <laughs> like, but such as what? <laughs> I don't know, death, like okay, personal all right, all right. loss. Fair enough, yeah. But yeah, it's as bad as it gets for a it professional is. rugby team. It is. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this before. I don't think I've ever seen a, a professional rugby team go as you guys like Ofer. to say, Ofer. <laughs> I've never seen this, and, and, I, and I'm a little stunned actually because earlier this season we spoke about Austin. They were they had a poor start, and that poor start has kind of continued. So at no point this season have they been able to just steady the ship. Unfortunately, they haven't lost. By, they've had a couple of narrow losses, but most oh, yeah. of their losses have been. They could have. They could have won four of their yeah, games. Yeah, there were easily. a few, but then more recently, it seems that they've not really been in the contest. So and they're hosting Seattle. This are they hosting Seattle this weekend? It looks like. Yeah. Um, their last chance. Yeah, I can't see it happening. Unfortunately, I think Seattle are too strong, even though they've also come off the, the boil a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just I, I find it it's very disappointing. I know the guys down there in Austin, and they're good rugby men. And um, yeah, they are. And, and Austin's uh, a great city. I, 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 we want great we city. want Austin to be involved yeah. for sure in MLR, but um, it's hard to sustain. I'm sure sure with the, that type of. Uh, Johnny, they've, they've made a couple of moves as well. They've, you know, this I think it was just yesterday they announced yeah. uh, Todd Clever is coming in as director of rugby at Austin. Yeah, he's been kind of in the mix there for a few years, but um, yeah, it's good. They, you know, if you're running an organization, running any company, mm. um, and you're invested for a little bit more of the long haul, yeah, you you can't you, you can't start you know trimming. The yeah. budget, you actually kind of have to you continue. Gotta to you got to double down, yeah. Or at least, you know, maybe not double down, but you got to continue investing. You got to right? keep going. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's a temporary. Look what happened to New Orleans last year. Last yeah. last the, their first year, New Orleans were, you know, not super impressive. And this season, they came out screaming. They did some investing. They they got some key players, but they also kept their core. Mm. Um, and New Orleans has been, you know, pretty impressive. Mm. So. You know, up and down, but they're they're right there. So, yeah, that's yeah. another team that's done very well this year after a pretty lousy year last year. So they 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 bounced um, and they seem to be coming off the boil a little bit the last so, few weeks. So keep your heads in it, uh, Austin. Uh, keep, Austin. Unfortunately, you know we got the stats right here: uh, a league low twenty nine tries. Um, you know where most of those teams in first place are getting sixty to mm. fifty five. It's a bad year, but when you're in, they they have a youth academy program. Yeah, I mean they're they're making moves like they're here to stay. So they're doing it the right way. And, and I'll give their coach credit. The lineups have looked extremely uh, exotic every week. But when you're over, yeah, you got to try something I, exactly. New. You got to keep trying something. What do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same, same thing, thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. So we'll see if Austin does beat Seattle at Seattle. Would it not be the biggest upset in MLR history? Um, <laughs> the short two-year history that yeah, we do. Well, we have. don't know. You know, uh, we don't know what's going on in the camp right now. I can't imagine it's a, a you know, there's there's a, a lot of 
it's uh, not happy good, days. Good, good vibes around there. But you know, the players, um, they, they are going to have to have a look at their at their personnel, their playing personnel. They're going to have to do a fair amount of recruiting. Quite clearly, they've got a number of guys that are not up to it that have to go. That's the hard reality of professional sports. Oh. Um, the coaching staff, they may have to take a look at that as well. Um, maybe reshape the coaching staff with Todd there. That's going to make a huge difference. Um, but overall, you know, let's hope they end up, like you said, like, like they end up like Nola and they do something in the off season now and they get their act together. There's which opportunity. I'm positive they're capable of doing. Um, they got the right people involved at the top. I know that for sure. So it's just it's just a, just a bit of patience and 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 a rethink for next year and uh, so that's I'm, ava- I'm available as defense coach Austin uh-huh. I'll take that role on tomorrow yeah. you guys need help there well Barry I, I want to quote Martin Pangeli who suggested that the MLR is so exciting with all the scoring that it should be illegal to hire defensive coaches <laughs> I'm with you on that one illegal it well, should be illegal well at some point you're gonna yeah, have to... against the league rules no, I, I, illegal that's funny. <laughs> All right, guys. Next, so that's the bottom of the table. What's the Utah. top of the table? No, no, no. Let's no, let's let's mince through, buddy. Utah. You Any too? thoughts on Utah? Because I keep picking There's... them every week in Superbrew, and I don't have a lot yeah. of success. I haven't made it this year at all. <laughs> they play so hard, though, and they're like the yeah. king of ties. Yeah, they got some, which big, is really weird. They got some big players too. You know, they got some impressive units out there, especially in the back line. I think it's the thirteen or fourteen. I it's think a it very is. lukewarm season. It's not a great season at all for Utah, unfortunately, and they have fallen off the bus a little bit. This year, and they're, they're not disastrous, but it's definitely disappointing for them. Um, um, and they won't be a, also a particularly happy camp right now. But looking towards next year, they're going to have to do a similar thing to to Austin, I think. Yeah, I hate that, like you know, stereotype, like uh, you know, different like teams, right? Like so, Argentinians are super mer- mercurial, and this in the fact that they can play like absolute dog shit and but they can show up for the world cup argentina for example like this coming world cup cycle the jaguares are peaking right now and argentina can show up when the when the stage is set but they can also play really terribly so it's extremely mercurial and in utah uh, like heavy like polynesian culture they're extremely strong when the when the momentum is with them mm-hmm. so they can play with anybody any week to week mm. and they've played some really lights out rugby but the consistency maybe isn't there so that's like the you know that's something that's a work on for them and i think with the right coaching and with the right maybe personnel just like they are right there so some some tweaks needed but it's it's not a disastrous situation but a few tweaks and and some solid recruiting in the off season yeah um that's that'll do the trick and utah be more competitive next year guys utah league high 486 points conceded <clears throat> whereas our top teams are ah. in the low 200s so that's tough that's play tough. some so they yeah they also yeah. they also as, need a defense coach as harp <laughs> as harpo no it's say. illegal <laughs> as harpo would say make your tackles uh, a, little, a little bit and, and, and get your systems down all right we dove into houston but let's specifically talk about paul emmerich because he's actually a favorite of rugby pick a favorite of the show uh, Iowa boy, Iowa boy, born Brett, and bred, wrestler, just a stud eagle as on the seventh circuit and fifteens. And we, I was lucky enough to talk with him. He was in town for the game. Great they dude. lost thirty-two mm-hmm. to nothing. And um, yeah, this was two weeks before our first sacking of the year right. in Justin Fitzpatrick. And yeah. you know, whatever Houston owner, the guy who writes the checks, makes that decision. Yeah. I, I went back and looked, and um, and, you, and you talked about the coach. You know, it's all about momentum, but. Looking back in the NFL, every time there's an interim coach, they always 
perform well, and then when they get hired on full time, it kind of drops off. You know, because yeah. the league resets, the year resets. But I don't think Paul's that kind of guy. I mean, no, they are no, firing think, right now. No, I think they've got. I think they've got a winner there. I've met Paul exactly once, and I met him last year um, at the Air Force Academy. We took Colorado School of Mines down there, and Chuck Crowley introduced me to him. And nice. um, and uh, I actually didn't know who he was. And the Chuck said, "This guy played for the Eagles." I'm like, "No shit." And anyway, so I went over and we chatted a little bit more. And uh, yeah, hell of a nice guy. I just got a really good sense of him he's uh good energy you can see he's an out through and through rugby man oh yeah uh he was running you know uh, uh, the air force rugby and they've got a huge rugby program down yeah. there and he was helping out yeah. the it's facility kind of, Perry. oh my oh, god frothing for frothing those facilities, for facilities <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so nice so hell of a nice guy and real rugby man and uh you can just you know you, you just get a sense for people you know straight off the bat and he, yeah. he i got a good and i'm really delighted for him that um that they've actually given him this role and there's no reason that he won't have this role going into next year um, unless there's some different thinking in the boardroom but his results have been good enough to suggest that he should stay and uh, be given a full season to, to to show what he can do so well done Paul very happy for you mate three and one since he took over and they won at NOLA I think that was a shock of the year for everybody who was kind of in cruise control of picking favorites. Yeah. Houston won yeah. in yeah. NOLA. Yeah, huge good win. Good showing. Um, Houston's a hot stock. And we'll, we'll see you next year. We've been waiting for this. We, we yeah. before MLR It would have been nice at the beginning of the year. Before, no, but going back right before it even started, when they were analyzing the, the, the squads and the teams and the setups and the culture and who was potentially going to have the strongest to Houston was really talked about as yeah. as the one to watch going into year one. And they, they didn't do much last year. They haven't done much this year either. But there's just that little flicker now with that All new ground, new coach. They've got a really good dude there. Yeah. And maybe a little bit more recruiting for them. And who knows? I, you know, I think they're a nice uh, bet for a, a playoff spot next year for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, they close at Utah. That's extremely winnable. Yeah. Um, that'll be Saturday night. Um, one last thing. Uh, you know, Paul did let us in on the threatened Palamo signing. It was in our MLR whispers last episode. People. Whispers is a very serious segment, okay? These aren't serious. just whispers. We're breaking news here. Serious. We're breaking news very cryptically and very quietly. So always listen to the outro all the way out. Whispers. You might not hear the whispers. Threatened. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Five spots, four teams. San Diego's already clinched. Here are the final games that matter. Rugby United at Toronto Arrows. Pretty much a playoff game. Lamport Stadium. Sunday, June 2nd. That's at 1 o'clock. Then we got Nola Gold at the San Diego Legion, 7.30 at Torero. So that game will be done and in the books. So Nola will know exactly what. Basically, these teams know what they have to do. They have to fucking win to get in. And then we have um, you know, Austin, Austin Seattle. at Seattle, which mm. is huge still. Austin has the O for season. This could be the biggest win ever. This would really straight up be the spoiler. Go. Right now. Five teams, four four spots. I'm going to put my my top people on it. Johnny and Barry. What do you got? Well, uh, having a look at this first picture, I think there's going to be one heck of a battle in Toronto. Rooney, Toronto. That's very exciting for all you guys on the the East Coast. I think Toronto is peaking at the right time. I think both teams have played pretty good rugby this year. Toronto, definitely with the momentum. Johnny, you're right about that. Rooney maybe wobbling a little bit. But um, still solid. But still still will draw on every bit of blood and guts they've got in that setup uh, to make sure they're there. 
So yeah, it's it's huge. That's a huge, huge game for both for, for both teams, and I'm 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 quite excited for that one. Yeah. Yeah, one of our favorite rugby authors, Mike Petrie, yes, is doing really well marshalling at number nine uh, for yeah. for Rooney. And uh, if you haven't read his book, uh, buy some copies of it. R is for rugby. It's great. It's a great gift for your nieces or nephews. Um, Mike Petrie's doing really good, really good work uh, late in his uh, twilight of his career uh, for Rooney. I think they're going to play Toronto close. I think. New Orleans gets left. As New Orleans, San Diego. San Diego is also playing really well. Barry, as as excited as you are for Rooney Toronto, which is, mm-hmm. I think, the two East Coast powers, mm-hmm. this NOLA San Diego game to me is very interesting because San Diego's clinched. Yeah. But MLR has restructured the playoffs this year to say, you know, the top two teams host. The semis, the semis, and then the top seed hosts the final. So this is kind of like the Patriots saying, "We want home field advantage." So they, so, so they San actually, Diego's got to win if they want home playoff. Games. I actually, I actually didn't know that because I was a little bit sort of confused why the final was held in San Diego last year. They just picked it, and then of course you had two teams flying down there. Yeah, so and they, think, and that's, that's what I like about com- the MLR. They learn common sense. Prevails cheers to the owners. And cheers to the owners. So yeah, plenty in it for San Diego. They won't be going into cruise control. They'll want that home final again, yeah. and uh, I think they will beat NOLA with that incentive. Mm-hmm. Uh, NOLA season seems to be wobbling at the wrong time, but they've had a much better year. Uh, they can go there and win, sure. But it would be my, sad my, for Nola. It would be so Vegas. sad. I think they get left yeah. out, but I it's, yeah, I think they might be the one to. You know what we left out? Glendale's fall off. Oh my god, that is <laughs> before we make our pick em predictions, Barry. Yeah, we went to every Glendale home game. Yeah, and they won massive numbers, massive scoring. Yeah. and then we didn't go to the Seattle game. Yep. What happened? They've fallen off the bus badly here, Glendale. Unfortunately, um, they didn't have a great start to the season. They pulled it back in the middle of the season and got some good results and played some great rugby. They scored some terrific tries and we, and we watched them at home, Vichay. Oh, we had we a thought, good time. And we were really entertained. So they have played entertaining rugby. Are you entertained? Yeah. But John Ryberg, but look, every time Yeah, in the corner, for sure. They've done some spectacular <laughs> things. They've scored some terrific tries. And they're still a great team to watch, and, I, and I, I'm really disappointed we're not going to get to see them again uh, at Glendale this year because they're not going to make it uh, into the playoffs, which is a surprise because I tipped them several weeks ago to make this, the, the playoffs. They're looks not like, going to be there. Looks like some of those guys are more available for sevens now. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's another, ex- exactly. <laughs> it's, it's another case of Transfer your ship, Denver Barbarians. It's another, it's another case of a team that uh, defensive woes have been terrible. They've conceded yeah. way too many points this year. And it, it's, it's cost Structures. them. It's I was going to say, you ready for stack guy? Yeah, let's L- go. League high 65 tries. Yeah. 7-7-2. Seven, seven and two. Yeah. So, so apparently, the, offense does not get you into the playoffs. It does not. You got to, you got to, you got to kick your goals. You got to make your tackles. Uh, you know, if you want to win big games, that's what it's going to come down Absolutely. to. Three point games, grind outs, and that's champion teams win. That you Absolutely. Know, you haven't seen a World Cup final blowout, have you? Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is what we're moving into now. We're moving into finals rugby where it's going to tighten up, and now we're going to start looking at who's got the best fly half. Who's got the best mm. goal kickers? Yeah. Who's got the guys? Who's got the best defense systems? Because that's what it's that's what you're going to have to have in For place sure. if you want to go all the way. For sure. If Those you don't have that, you're not going to win running through teams week in yeah. week out. You can no. do that in pool play and get away with it from time to time as Glendale have. Absolutely. But now the reason they're not there 
is because they've conceded way too many tries. I say it was a fun season in the Tri Club. I, I gave Glendale plenty of money. Oh, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. I thought they'd be there. I uh, think I still have an open tab there. At the <laughs> yeah. So, no <laughs> doubt they've, missed, they've missed the fly half from, uh, is it Will, was it Will? Um, Will Maggie. Will, Will Maggie. But I, I disagree. I think. You I, don't think so? I, I'm I not think having him there. The coach, David Williams, he, he made a switch. He went with Atta Malifa. They won. Yeah, he did. They got it. really hot. And then. Unfortunately, you know, it was in the forward pack. And mm. I love yeah. Pete Borlace was our coach. I freaking love that guy to death. Uh, but the four is underperformed. Mm. And, you know, it's so weird because I think of the Glenda Fords like freaking Brendan Daly and uh, big old Uncle Fester, Luke White. Yeah. These are guys I'm I'm hoping are going to be on the World Cup squad. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they've got some solid players. But a tough but end of the year. You need to have the full eight. In the yeah, pack, and then and then your subs as well. I think that they they have. I, I think that you're right. I think yeah. that they've got opportunity in the pack. They fill in a couple positions there, and they tighten down. They've got the systems. They they, they should yeah. be better, and uh, they got the facilities and the systems, and they sure should have enough gym time. But they, <laughs> but they also just sort of, uh, going back to the the the, the, the back line, the, the 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 fly half again. I took uh, a great guy, great player. I think he's an inside center, and he's been oh, playing. Oh, well, he hits like one. He yeah. hits like well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be his preferred position. He's also a veteran. He's been around a long time, yeah. um, and he's not a He's not a, a, a fly half, out yeah. and out fly half. He can do a job there for you, and he's done a great temporary job for Glenda, but which he's been asked to do probably more than he might even want to, you know? And he'd much rather sit next to a, a, a really polished all-round 10 who could give him a little bit more, more, more. I'm not sure. I don't know like if his that's... Brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in I just, I just feel that that might have actually... <laughs> they, they, they've let that one run too long for lack of another option at, at fly half. Well, in the one game we didn't go to, the, the Seattle slaughter, uh, from the highlights I saw, it was all Matt Turner in the channels. Mm. Yeah, um, So as good as Ryberg is Burn. on offense, and trust me, Johnny, this is a guy who I said potential MVP in my midseason report. Yeah, well, Johnny Ryberg. We'll come to that as we close. But, but Johnny, gentlemen, here we go. Right. I'm going to do a couple. We're going to get pull back, get a little goofy. Barry, we're still good on time. You're going to make work just in plenty of time. Just in the nick of time. Excellent. All right, Johnny, instead of top three, we're going to play a game called one of three. Okay? You can only have one of these three fullbacks based on this year's performance. Dylan Taikato Simpson for Glendale. Mikey Teo for the San Diego Legion. Or Matthew Drew Turner for the Seattle Seawolves. Sure. One of three. That's tough. Uh, it's for me. It's between. Ah, oh, they're all real spicy. But for me, it's between Tao and Matt Turner. Matt Turner has been torching it up. Mm. I personally, I like the way Tao plays, and I think Tao is going to be integral in our World Cup run. I think um, Matt Turner's been in better form, but I'm selecting Mike Tao. Johnny, you took the words out of my mouth. Mikey Teo is my MVP this year. Right. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with Matt Matt Turner. Um, he's a Saffer, actually played for England. Yeah. Uh, many many seven tournaments for England. Yeah. I think he's been absolutely electric. I would like to mention Dillis, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, honorable third honorable place mentioned. No no no. <laughs> oh, DTS. And I've been very. He's made a lot of highlights reels this year. He's got some very very nice touches. He reads the game beautifully. Um, and he's been involved in a lot of that razzle-dazzle that we've enjoyed so much from Glendale. So, great season from him. And, uh, yeah, but, but Matt Turner is, for me, the best uh, fullback in, in Major go. League Rugby. That's one of three. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I said it. I go, uh, Mikey Taylor's my MVP. The Legion just... 
when they win big games, they put the the, the the what do they say? They put the foot down on the throat. They finish games. Um, I like San Diego to go all the way. Of course, it's an easy pick. It's the hot the hot ticket. They're the favorites to be the number one seed. Playing at home is obviously easier. Uh, but gentlemen, should we pick them? What's the name of the show? Let's pick them. Rugby pick them. We got Houston Sabercats at Utah Warriors. The Red Hot Cats. I'm going to say the Cats are a seven and a half point favorite on the road. Am I an overreactor? No. No. I'd love to see it. Oh, we got a special guest for this segment. Tommy. I'd love to see it. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, we'd love you to step up to the mic. Can you make a guest pick right now? You got your cats on the road. Houston Sabercats. Seven and a half. In Utah. Where's your money going? See, these teams are on the upswing back after the season. You love to see it for the league. We love to see it. <laughs> All right, we didn't um, get a pick, but we got I'm, a really I'm taking Utah. Oh, oh Utah to I'm do some Houston by nine. Don't fall yeah. into that trap. I'm, I, I think I'm taking Utah. I'm <laughs> we've dedicated a lot of airtime to Houston, and uh, we're very happy with them. And we'd like to see them go and win there by seven to ten points. Yeah, All right. I got nine for Houston. Tommy, I've been wasting picks on Utah all year, and I'm going to continue. Uh, Utah at home, getting nine, getting seven and a half points. Okay. I'm going to take them. Very not confident, but I'm Houston. going to take them. Uh, shout out the missile. Here we go. Rooney. This is it, Barry. This is oh. your game at Lamport Stadium. Yes, it's on the turf, but boy, does it look like it seats a lot. <laughs> One o'clock, battle of the East Coast. Battle of the countries. Absolutely. Battle yeah. of the financial stock markets for both countries. Battle of the stock markets. <laughs> Battle of the, the uh, free world, really. Really, yeah. yeah. New York versus say, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Um, Johnny, is it safe to say Toronto's like a three-point favorite? I have them at three. Exactly. Yeah. I just, well, when I'm it's a pick on you, right you give the home team three games. I got three. three I got Toronto by three. Yeah, I see this turning into a slugfest. I agree with both of you. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Low-ish scoring. I don't know about conditions, so can't say for sure. But uh, let's call it, instead of low-scoring, let's say it's going to be a tight game with a very thin differential yeah. separating it and i do agree that toronto have the momentum going into this game they seem to be playing the better rugby and they're getting it done so yeah toronto by about five points boys Ooh, boys good 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 i wasn't born in new york but it was my city growing up give me rooney oh. on the road take it oh the butcher's been on the all 15 team pretty yeah. much every the week butcher. that's gonna be our hooker come world cup season I, yeah. I'm, I'm going all in on the butcher oh, really? i'm going all in on uh-huh. nate brakely from nyack the second rower who is playing out of his shoes, quite frankly. Rooney has a oh. weird game because, like, their highlight reel tries aren't that great. They just no. do a like, lot of pick and go I really like what they've done this year. I think it's been awesome that they've come into this league and they've right at the very top of it going into the last round. Out of nowhere, they've put a squad together. So hats off to them. I was highly unimpressed with them against Austin. Um, they looked at this organized mess and I've subsequently, uh, you know, got more interested in, um, in, in, in San Diego and, and, yeah. and some of the other teams, the way they're playing. So unfortunately, they ruined it a little bit for me with that performance against yeah. Austin. They were terrible, as were Austin in that game. 
I think Toronto's uh, more consistent. They Toronto's could also like holding. they could also blow this game out, but like I have them Toronto by three. Yeah, it's just gonna be because tight. I think Rooney's, Rooney's going to show up, and Rooney's yeah. also got a good defensive system. We saw that uh, in the game here against Glendale, uh, how well Rooney tackled. Actually, that they 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 did defend very well, except that that very last try at the end where they let it slip. But up, up to that point, they defended pretty well. They kept Glendale out. You ready for Staka? Yeah. Since the arrows opened four and four on the road, seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, mm, mm. tell you people at the go. right time, and they yeah. got the systems. They, tell they're you what, gelling, boys, Toronto. It's, it's a fortress. They're, they're gelling it's a because fortress. like those are all domestic guys for the most part. Those are all domestic guys. They're all playing together. Yeah. Ontario Blues. I love the lock. Canada the big bearded lock. Dude, they're Shepherd. That's his name. Uh, yeah, yeah, Savage, tough team. Yeah. Here we go. Sheep herder. What I think is the game. I mean, these have been the two high flying offenses of the year. Nola Gold at the San Diego Legion. It's a must win for Nola. It's a want to win for San Diego. I'd say San Diego's still a a 10-point favorite based on Nola's form. 10? Are you more or less? Mm. Talk me out of it. Mm. Johnny, you can't just mm me. Mm. You got to talk. I'll go. I'll go a little bit more. I think San Diego is going to be actually uh, a little too good for Nola this weekend. I think about fourteen points. I think they're they're going to put the hammer yeah. down. If we and we we're starting to look at them as possible champions this year. They've got I, the draw. They could get the home final. So yeah. I know there's plenty in it for them. And I think they may just have too much. Fun I'm in San Diego. With the travel as well. It's I'm be in tough. San Diego's camp as well by thirteen. I think Nola shows up. I think they get uh, run at the end of the game. Guys, I don't know about you. I'm very graphic. I'm looking at the two logos right now. Mm-hmm. Both very, very fresh pins. <laughs> Nolan, San Diego. Freshest logos in the MLR. I know it's yeah. completely subjective. No, but. The, Rain, the Rain City Dickfish have the best Ooh, logo. that's good. Of all of them. The fact that that thing has teeth and it, like yeah. diamond eyes. Me? Easily yeah. Seattle's got the best logo. Oh, I, the I, best. I think I agree. Yeah. The Seattle's logo. I do like the speaking. scratch in the Houston Sabercats. Top uh-huh. right, you get a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. not too bad either. Eh, no, Barry, how dare you? Come on. I, I like I like it. You guys roll out the big eagle thing that comes down there. I like that, man. That's not that old. Uh, it's called a raptor. A raptor. What's Utah. the one with the white head, man? The white. Well, that's in America. That's that's a big, a, yeah, yeah. American eagle. Yeah, but there we go. American eagle. Raptor. Sorry, apologies. The American eagle. That's it. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. bald eagle. You guys, come on. Oh yeah. Or, ornithologically. Well, John, speaking. I didn't want to say it around you. Oh my god! Get the receding hairline. What do you want me to do about it, huh? I'm not going to get plugs. Last game of the year. It could be the biggest upset. Not just in MLR history, but in rugby history. It's the reigning champions, Rain City Dickfish, hosting AER, Austin Elite Rugby. Also a very crisp logo, even mm. though their cow is a cyclops. <laughs> oh, I like that. The third eye of the bull. The bull's third yeah. eye. It's great. I think yeah. they've been playing with one eye this year. Austin, uh, they need to open it. <laughs> no, that's, that's unkind. No, I, I can't see Let's them winning. Let's say 20 points. I can't, I can't see them winning. I think it's going to be... A, the a, handicappers a, will it's put hard. It if, if they're at home, they may have a better chance, but they've got to travel all the way up to Seattle. 
uh, to play a team that's got plenty on the line this week. Plenty. They have everything. They have to win. They have to, well, exactly. Seattle so. by 17, so I'm giving Austin some credit on that, but because yeah. um, they've got nothing to lose. Are so they're coming in there just heavy like Seattle. guns. They're going to come more guns blazing, and I hope they Seattle push them really, really hard. And I, you know what? If they get the upsets, I would be delighted yeah. for Austin. I just can't see it happening, though, fellas. I think it's going to be reasonably It'd be cool to pick an amazing upset, but no. I'm not going to do that. No. I already picked Utah. It's over for all. It's <laughs> for Austin and uh, Seattle will go through. Will there be a parade in Austin for the Ofer season? As long as they put the bus in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. John, this is the best time of year because we get all the finals and all the leagues and all the champions. Do you want to end off with anything worldwide? I think we have many, many pre-Rugby World Cup episodes to come. Um, But do you have anything you're just, you know, that's at the tip of your tongue that you just want to get off gotta your, just spew it everywhere want to talk about what are you talking about <laughs> all right folks we're gonna record the next two weeks straight through the final i'm getting verbal guarantees from johnny from barry but let me say johnny's one of the hardest guys to pin down Con- tommy can i call you and swear you into congress you're testifying and, uh, does johnny ever like stay in on one night or does he do something every single night it's very rare he has an in night (laughs) seven nights a week the man literally has something on his calendar i love it it's very rare i'd have nobody else an absolute machine (laughs) makes me tired just thinking about it yeah you should try living in my skin oh my god (laughs) i've just seen the bottle of tequila behind you mate that is an impressive bottle of tequila 1.75 Talking rugby, Corlejo. telling stories, rugby pick them. Pick them. Pick them. Ontario Blues. I love the lock. Canada. The big bearded lock. Dude, they're Shepherd. That's his name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Savage. Tough team, man. Here we go. Sheep herder. Sheep herder. I'm available as defense coach, Austin. Uh, I'll take that role on tomorrow. Yeah. You guys need help there. I think that you're right. I think yeah. that they've got opportunity in the pack. They fill in a couple positions there, and they tighten down. They've got the systems. They they, they should yeah. be better, and uh, they got the facilities and the systems, and they sure should have enough gym time. All right, let's do whispers now.
<laughs> anything, anything. Okay, this is I got consider this stand-up comedy. I got whispers. All right. Tommy, shush. Hey, Tommy. I'm hearing whispers. What are you hearing, John? Club Seven's circuit. Oh, wow. Besides all the studs coming out of college, I hear there's some old codgers dusting off the boots. Oh, yeah. People are, like, retired, but then are like, oh, I miss the game. I'm oh, totally coming yeah. back. We got a Logan Collins. He's a stud. <laughs> We've got a potential Maximo de Acheval. De, de Acheval. Ay, Dios mío, man. Yeah. Hey. Que sucio. Hey, Barry. Uh, I heard whispers that the USA Eagles are now the fastest seventh team in the world, and the South Africans have been dethroned. How do you state? <laughs> well, when you start converting these guys, we can run faster than a car, and you're going to make a really good seventh team when you teach them to tackle and catch. That's exactly <laughs> what the US have done. So well done. And yes, they are probably faster right now. Boys. I heard, I heard some whispers on another expansion team. Yeah, you know, Oakland, they're losing the Raiders. They're losing the Warriors. But, uh, Johnny, they're going to get an MLR team. Oakland? Yeah. Oakland? It's going to be called the Oakland Bays. The Oakland Bays? Yeah, there's big money behind it. Bay. Big money. Oh, City by the Bay. Yeah. So East Palo Alto is actually going to drive all the way around the Bay and play in Oakland every week. And they're going to be that hard. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Al Davis is a major <laughs> You mean his son? Al Davis Jr. <laughs> what is his son's name? I should know this. Al Davis, son. Oh my. Johnny, you mean Mark Davis? The guy with the bowl cut? <laughs> yeah, he's big on rugby. In all seriousness, not even whispering, Dallas will get a team. What about Ohio? Well, we, that's confirmed. That's, that's done. done. That's well, done. 2021. We're not even whispering, people. No, it's that's, done. that's done. So that's yeah. not even a whisper. That's, uh, so Ohio's done. Boston's done. Uh, Atlanta. Washington's done. And Atlanta. And Atlanta's done. But I mean, that, that's four new teams. Ohio won't be till 2021. Okay, but there's going to be 13 next year? 12 next year. 12. So who? So we got nine this year. Plus well, we might as well go through so 2020 season. Uh, we got six teams on the East Coast. We got New York. Boston Free Jacks. Sorry, Rooney Roosters. Boston Free Jacks. Toronto Arrows. You got your rugby ATL, whatever the hell that is. Can we think of a cool, can we crowdsource that? A cool name for rugby ATL? Because that's not jiving with me right now. You got your NOLA Gold and your DC Glory, um, who actually just got thrashed by the Scottish U20s, but that's uh, one of their investors. Okay. Well, yeah. So yeah. that that's what you do. You invest in a team, you, you go them, over, you beat the shit out of them, and you say, uh, get better. Then you send them a whole bunch of your players, uh, <laughs> and you, you swap and you swap out the best ones for for your Scottish league. So, so the the East Coast will benefit a hundred percent because they 
have reduced travel because right. the whole East Coast is contracted in general. Yeah, there's they've fucking, also got, more also fucking got people there. Shitty weather they got to deal with. Dude. Oh, they yeah. got, Tr- know. Trust me, I know about That's it. But a, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of fucking people in the East Coast, yeah? Oh, well, it's a great rugby market. And, and <laughs> I hope it really kicks off uh, next year. I think this year's been a great start with Rooney. Yeah. Um, be really cool to see what Boston do next year. It's going to be super cool to see what they do in Washington. Um, and uh, no idea about Atlanta, but who knows? I mean, there's big rugby down there too. It's obviously. Tiger. It's Tiger Rugby's people. They'll right. they'll come through with a good team. Yeah, but let's talk West Coast. Right. You ready? Yep. Defending Sam, defending champion, uh, Rain City Dickfish. Yeah, Seattle. You got your potential defending champion, San Diego Legion, mm-hmm. Glendale Raptors, Utah mm-hmm. Warriors, Austin Elite. Yes. And the last team on the tip of my tongue is the red hot Houston SaberCats. Yes. So that's the West. They're going to do east-west last year. You yeah. do home and away with your group, yeah. and then you play some crossover. So they're going, they're going conference, maybe. That's they're going conference. Be a long-term plan. Yeah, but and at the, must travel. And it makes sense. Yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. you play within your yeah. your east coast. So we will have an east versus west final. Just out of interest, how long is the flight from New Orleans to San Diego this weekend? Three and a half hours. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought it'd be a bit further than that. Okay, yeah. so that's not that bad. But there are there is there is some pretty extensive yeah. travel I mean, happening that, that could oh, be minimized yeah. and the cost of all of that's going to come down, which will help you know. These I mean, when those few be. East Coast teams just do bus trips instead of flights, that's where you save. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, yeah. I actually one of our guys, Evan Geist, is signed with the New England Free Drags. Oi. Uh, I was lucky Congrats. enough to play with him uh, during our championship year with the Denver Barbarians. Him and I played open side and blind side flanker. Nice. Dude's a beast. Congrats, Evans. That's yeah. That, that's, uh, so we that's hope to team. see him wearing the seven jersey uh, for the Free Jacks nice. coming up. Nice. And I got to say, I, I didn't shout out my boy Taylor Howden. I'm still pulling for gold, okay? I want Nola Gold to win this whole damn thing. Gold wow. is for champions. But wow. they're on a slide right now, and honestly, it's fucking put up or shut up Absolutely. out in San Diego. Absolutely. Taylor's my fucking guy. Ruth yeah, they got to they got to get it done. If they're going to do anything, uh, you know, if they've got aspirations to actually win, which I'm sure they do, uh, it has, it's do or die now for yeah. Taylor, uh, and it's going to be no tough. No one's on the dying here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying for more Johnny jokes. I'll tell you what. Hey, hey, Tommy Hummus. Yeah, how you doing? I uh, you got you leaving any hummus for me? <laughs> you know, I never do a job. You know, I never do. How about those cookies? You uh, eat, did you eat all the cookies? There's some left. They're so good. But you better eat them quick. Tommy, you want to shout out your ECU boys? Did they do anything with that Nationals bid? Oh, or? absolutely. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to East Carolina University. Scumbag Pirates. Tuc- exactly. <laughs> they went down to Tucson, Arizona. D2 uh, Sevens Nationals and uh, came out fourth place. Oh, they, don't shout place. them out. I said, did they do anything with it or not? You don't shout out a fourth place. Fourth place semifinal <laughs> appearance. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Go to flowrugby.com. Watch it. All right. Stop Actually, plugging don't. other sites. Yeah. <laughs> Rugbypickem.com is the only site you need. All right. More to come. We're going to have bios. Upset with Flow Rugby. You pay for their subscription. Fucking paywall, man. T- you pay for their subscription half the time. They don't even guy, have a guy man in the camera. The first half of one of the ECU matches, there was no, they weren't following the ball. You hear that, Alex Goff? Unbelievable. How dare you fucking put up a firewall? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the <laughs> <second>? whoa. <laughs> How dare you put a paywall and not man the camera? 
Now I know Alex. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's the longest standing rugby journalist in all of America. I'm sure he was the guy who was supposed to be on the camera. It's Regular like, fan of the show. At the classic, uh, the D2 uh, college championship. I'm just you can cut that out of the. I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> all right, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> Me, Johnny, Barry, potentially more are going to be back each week for more MLR because we've done such a good job at covering it this year. And then uh, we got rugby pick'em bios coming all summer. Pick'em! Rugby pick'em. Johnny, do one. Get really close. Did you do the Pick'em. Yeah, Tommy, I did that when we opened. Teams are on the upswing back after the season. You love to see it for the league. You love to see <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. We didn't get a pick, but we got I'm, a really I'm taking Utah. Oh! oh Utah to I'm do some Houston by now.